All right, guys, welcome back. Week two of World 360 with your host, Brooks. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Steve, how are, you, how are you doing? You know, same old, same old. I'm doing well. I just want to thank the listeners for coming back week two. We appreciate you guys. We're here for you. Claw, how, how's your week been in Coronaville? Uh, week's been nice, you know, just kicking it with the fam, chilling. Not much, not much else to do besides that. All right, and also, guys, uh, if you haven't yet, follow the podcast on Twitter. What is it again, Steve? At World360. At World360. So go ahead, give that a follow right now. So I guess we're just going to get right into it. Uh, Steve, what is a would you rather for this week? Okay, I got a would you rather for you guys that I came up with. Would you rather learn how you died or know when you die? And you can't change either way. So if you learn how you die, you can't say, oh, I'm never going to do that. And if you learn when, there's no way to get around that. Okay. I, I think you just got to go when then. Because like if how is the other option and you, you can't just not do that? I just don't, I just don't really see the advantage. Well, I... I just wouldn't want to know when, just because say I would die of something tragic in my next, say, like 10 to 15 years, and I die before I, like, maybe even have kids or, like, get married or whatever. Like, that would just suck. That would just blow. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I knew how, like, say I learned it was going to be something tragic, say, like, a plane, like, I've died in a flight. But who knows? I could be when I'm 65 on a retirement trip. I could just be chilling, going to. But wouldn't, Aruba. Wouldn't, wouldn't you freak out every time you got on an airplane? Yeah, because I because I would. I don't think I could handle that. I mean, yeah, sure, my anxiety's going through the roof. But I'd rather have that than than me say, "Boom, I'm down at down at 25." All right, and then it, I'm just num- counting my days. Like, what am I? You, it's so hard say, to live your life when you ex- know exactly when I'm going to die. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the other way though. Like if you know, boom, you're you're done at 25. You go and you you take here. I'm I'm 20. I'm gonna make the next yeah, five, the five years, years. Live the next five years. You're on a amazingly. beach. You're traveling the but world. You're seeing like, every site. But you just know it all ends so fast. I'm but I'm going you, with you've lived. I am you've going with. Have you lived though? Yes. Go ahead, Steve. What I'm, are you saying? I'm going with. I would like to know when I die. Just because I wouldn't want to go through my life if I found out how and I was like, I found out, oh, you're going to die by getting hit by a bus. Okay. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to be afraid to cross a crosswalk. I wouldn't be, want to be afraid by driving my car because a bus could come and hit my car. Like, I, right. would, I wouldn't it, want to have that fear in my mind. And sure, it's, like, it's just always in the back of yeah. your mind if you know how. I mean, and there's hope, nothing you can do about it. God forbid. And hopefully, I wouldn't find out that I would die in five years. But if I did, I would spend those five years with people I loved doing the things that I want to do. And if it is when I'm 70, like there's really no ticking time bomb when you're 70. Like, yeah, maybe when I'm 68, I'll be like, oh man, I got two more years to live. But at that point, aren't you kind of like, can't you already kind of. I mean, like you've kind of done it all. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah. It, like you're just living on borrowed time. You've kind of yeah. You've kind of done all you really need to do, or all you you're wanted on a golf to do. Course, yeah. Sitting back. <laughs> what if What if my thing is I die of old age? 
I got nothing to worry about for the rest of my life. I just know that at some point I will die just like I already knew I would die previously in my life. Okay, that is that is the one exception. That's to, your best case scenario. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, and you have a lot of best case scenarios. Your best case scenario is I die post, what, say 55, 60? Oh. No, I was like, I'd like to live past 60. Yeah. Well, like, but you guys, this whole thing was just like, I want to do everything. Like, there's not, other than like seeing like your, like maybe some grandkids, like at 65, you're not doing a whole lot that you wouldn't have done at, say, 40. Mine. Barring financial. Yeah. Barring financial standpoint. Yeah, there there's some things that you can okay, do. but there's like, some there's some things you'd want to see. Maybe there's a new president that's never happened before. Maybe maybe there's no, maybe there's like maybe is that what you're living for? No, maybe the countries are sinking. Maybe new countries are <laughs> like the islands that <laughs> sink. We're according to Taylor, Florida's gonna be underwater in like fifteen years. So yeah, so that's maybe you'll live to really see something. that. I don't know. You'll live to see that. Tell tell your kids, oh, there used to be this state called Florida. It yeah. was really cool. Like, you never know. I mean, I'm just going to say I wouldn't want to know how I died just because I wouldn't want to live with that anxiety and, like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know when. Like, even though at some point I feel like I'd get rid of that and just be, like, by the time I'm, like, 22 in, like, two years of, like, finding out how I'm going to die if it was, like, by some accident, I'd be like, okay, it's going to happen. Yeah, like, I'm not meant to be. That's, <laughs> that's my thing. It's meant to be. You can't. You can't avoid – the inevitable here. Yeah, but I just don't want that in my mind. Like, I would just yeah. rather know when when it's going to happen and be like, I got up until there to live my best life, <laughs> and that is doing whatever I want. Exactly. And then I have an expiration date. Uh, is that it? You got, you got anything else to add to your wrong opinion? <laughs> I mean, guess hey, what? I respect your opinion, yeah. but, I, but I don't agree with it, but I yeah. respect it. Likewise. Set. But I see your guys' point. I see right. your point, and I and I I see yours. I just I guess I'm I just, just hoping that. in my would, situation. I'm hoping for my best case, and that's all I've got. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. All right. That's very fair. That's fair. For the sports segment today, we're going to talk about what could have been. What could have been a trip to Atlanta for myself, but I'll get into that later. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament, affectionately known as March Madness, which was unfortunately canceled due to this. Stupid coronavirus. We're going to talk about how the bat, what we think the Badgers could have done and then who uh, was going to win the national championship. Reagan, you go ahead. You start. Uh, well, I'll start us off with how far in the Badgers we're going to go. Uh, to me, I mean, obviously it all depends on who they're matched up against and so on, but I think the Badgers were – they would win their first game. I'd have them win their first game for sure, probably at about a five seed. Uh, then second game, that would kind of be up in matchup. And then uh, I think I'd have them capped off at about sweet 16. They just don't have, like, a good enough go-to score late game. I mean, Trice and Davidson are so hit and miss from outside jumpers that, I mean, sure, they can get hot, but at the same time, they can get cold very fast, and that's a long Long night for the Badgers. So I'd probably have them at about – cap them off Sweet 16. I'd have them comfortably into the second round. That, that's what I got for them. Yeah, I think this is a classic Sweet 16 Badger team. I mean, no real firepower, no real stardom on the team. Just a bunch of gritty guys who have come around Greg Gard. And, I mean, 
Davison. I'm not the huge. I'm not the biggest fan. <laughs> Whoa, come on. But he will go and dive for every 50-50. He'll make that extra flop when he needs to. He'll throw his body around. He'll be, he'll be for the boys. He gets those hustle plays. Everybody energizes He's around Josh that. Gosser. <laughs> Josh He's Gosser. He's uh, the dollar version of Josh Gosser. I'll tell you that. Josh Gosser was a bucket. Josh Gosser on the offensive end, maybe. I, I don't know. Brad makes some clutch tough shots. Let me tell you, Brad is a clutch player. He hits some big threes for the I've game. also oh. seen Brad try to do a step back jumper from the <laughs> wing and hit the side of the backboard, not even the glass. Like literally just yeah, the foam like, pad on the side. I've seen him make shoot layups. That just goes straight up in the air and hit nothing, and he flops to the ground looking for a foul when he just falls himself. I mean, so, yeah, both are probably like I mean, 10 points from the edge. Yeah, I just like Josh Gasser more because he doesn't try to do too much. He's just a catch-and-shoot guy, make a back-cut layup. There, there's yeah. your five, and then you go to the line four times, and that's your nine. Yeah. Like, I, I just think the Badgers didn't have the star power to get them through to the Elite, elite Eight, Agreed. but I think they could have – found their way to the Sweet 16 by just being a bunch of gritty players. Yeah. Reavers, he's a good player. Oh, yeah, he's good. I mean, Potter, also good. They play well off each other. I just I just don't think that they can create their own shot, and if they get double teamed, we don't have the consistent shooters. They're picking, able... them up, picking up at the end, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pritzel was actually starting to hit shots. So was Ford. So was Ford and Pritzel were starting to hit shots, but I've also just – I can't get it out of my head when they go one for nine. Oh, yes. Like, I like I just can't well, trust it, And it would almost seem like – like given they went on a how-many-game win streak to end the year, won how-many-games out of whatever. Like, yeah. they were hot to end yeah. the year. Yeah. But they were hot to end the year. They go to Bloomington. They're, they're up – they were up, like, seven, right? Well, then they just – Towards the end of set, the end of the half, they'll kind of just dink around with it and just dribble, and they they wait until there's five seconds left in the shot clock, and boom, try and switch, flip the switch. Well, and Trace's five eleven frame can't really yeah. get a shot over six two guard. Right? And, and they the just they do that, but at the same time, I, I would definitely agree with you. They're they were I saw them as second weekend team for sure, just because yeah. the second weekend would be the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, but. The for sure part scares me. And that they are no, they are a second weekend team for sure. Yeah, locking that's it a in. Lock for, no way. They kind of just had. They kind of had it going their way. I mean, they won the Big Ten. That's a big deal for the people in Wisconsin, at, at least. I don't know. I mean, for anyone. That's a, yeah, that's a good. That's a, a big like it, that. Good that problem. carries something with it. You know, I, I they were trending in the right direction. And I mean, I think part of that is that they they just the Big Ten plays in a lot of close games and the grittier team like the the fundamental team usually prevails over per se the most talented in the big 10 in close games at least and so i think that's where they got the leg up is that they from an experience standpoint that helps you as well you're you're not and not that blowing teams out by 20 is bad but you're used to being in it till the end and coming out on the on on top is, is definitely going to help you more than. And I mean, you just look at this team compared to other teams that have made it to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. And I mean, I'm not even going to compare them to the Final Four and National Championship <laughs> team because that's just a shame. Like that's yeah, just that's, a diss to a, them. Yeah, that's a diss. Well, yeah, I, I don't think anybody here was. Yeah, but... no, no, no. But I'm saying if you compare them to other teams that have made it to the Sweet Sixteen of the Badgers, 
those teams still had a go-to guy. Yeah. Like they had a go-to And they even had, they had two or three. Yeah. Like where you could say to them, oh, hey, five seconds left in the shot clock. We need you to get a shot off. Yeah. Go, right. go like get I'm a trusting for Koenig or Decker. Yeah. Even Nigel Hayes for that year and a half, he could – you had, you had Showalter in that game. No, I mean Florida. Jordan Taylor is. What about Jordan Taylor's junior year? What about Jordan Taylor? Really, what about Jordan Taylor who bricked that uh, pull up to beat Kentucky in the Final Four? Jordan Taylor? No, I'm sorry, Trayvon Jackson. That's my bad. I was like, wait, two different players. My bad. My bad. Trayvon Jackson. But he he would do that thing where he like I was saying he he sit at the top of the key and just dribble around and wait till there's like 11 seconds left and try and. Uh, pursue towards the, or penetrate towards the basket. Uh, I agree with both your points. Like I agree with Brooks's point about the things are going their way, but that can only work so yeah, much. Yeah. I'm not going to rely on just some some locker uh, play here or there. And then to Steve's point of there's no go to scoring. I mean, I'm not trusting Trice, Davidson, Ford, and Pritzel. When I, I mean, yeah, they can get hot, but they can just as easily get I mean, cold. Pritzel and, and Ford, I don't even trust them making any type of shot off the dribble for themselves. They are a catch and shoot guy. Oh, yeah. if I ever see Ford trying to make a pull up shot, that's an <laughs> auto brick. Yeah, they might as well start running back on D. <laughs> <laughs> like, like honestly, like our only like interior drive threats, Davidson and <clears throat> Trace, and even them, they they don't always. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I. I mean, I got them Sweet 16 at best. They're not going to beat those elite teams, but Nate Reavers no. and Mike Apollo. No, yeah, Sweet 16 at best. That's, that's still that's great. And, yeah. and really good I, team I think, for the talent on the team. Great job by Greg. And I yeah, think they're sure. set up pretty well next year because you, you return everyone. Everyone yeah, with Buck, the exception Pritzel. of Pritzel. Pritzel, yeah. Pritzel, yeah. And you got uh, two top 100 guys in ESPN, and you got yeah. Johnny Davis, Mr. Basketball for Wisconsin. So yeah. they should be yeah. set up for another run at a Big Ten title. Yeah. Okay, my champion. Hmm. I, gotta I, go wonder, I, wonder, I wonder who this is going to be. <laughs> I got to go with my home team, my new my newfound team, the Bulldogs, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. We were primed for a run this year. Really? I mean, How so? <laughs> best offense in the nation, my bad. Oops. Best offense in the nation. Yeah. Who, who do you play in your, in your comments? Their non-schedule is actually pretty good. Yeah, right, it was. Our, I would agree with you on that. Our conference was unbelievable this year. I mean, we play St. Mary's, BYU. WCC was the best it's yes. been in a while. Yeah, like you can't knock right, WCC right. this year. Right, but it's still – No, for, for – like in comparison, when they went to the national championship, the WCC was so much worse. Right, but it's still the WCC. Okay, and they still went to work in their non-conference – like I'm not saying still, they don't. I'm just saying. Okay, like, like if that's your only knock on them, like, who's your competition? Like, they're just gonna have to live with that and just know that they're gritty. And they've all heard, oh, you guys play in a shitty conference. Well, you what's guys, your language, bro? Like, you guys playing <laughs> a bad? Yeah, my bad. Like, you guys playing a bad conference? Like, you guys won't make a first. Right, I, 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 I understand. I understand. It's out of your control. I mean, we proved I, I, that wrong the last like, five years when we've right, made elite right, runs. Right. I mean, when you have seven guys scoring double, double figures, yeah, yeah, that's every player that plays, yeah, is in double figs. That'll play. Yeah, I mean, it will play. Like, <laughs> all right, it definitely could have. Right, that's just my I mean, go. Plays, that's just, that's it, just my go-to I mean, it jab. Plays, it, I mean, it's just my go-to jab. I mean, it plays more than Florida State. <laughs> it, that's just it a, so doesn't. That's just a jab that. 
has been made the last five years when they yeah went you can't even play. use it at this point yeah. especially this this particular year when you had an eight seed St Mary's with good players a six seed five seed BYU with very good players yeah. and the rest of the conference as a whole is also just elevated that being said though I'm not taking the Zags I did have them in my hypothetical I had them in my national championship but I had Kansas Jayhawks uh taking taking it all due to one they have elite things that win in march elite guard play a, in my opinion a dominant a big guy that can control the paint because the game is really slow you need a guy to rebound score in the paint alter shots I, they had Azubuki, big 12 player of the year uh i liked him a lot they also had marcus garrett college defensive player of the year and D, as a whole i think they're a little better than the zags especially on the defensive end where the zags may lack a little bit of that that defensive punch. So I got I got the Jayhawks winning it all. Yeah, the Zags definitely do lack on defense at times. But yeah. what I do have to say is we do have one of the premier defensive guards in Ryan Woolridge. No, uh, he is Ma- good. I mean Mark Few. Mark Few goes in interviews and says he's the best defensive guard I've ever had. And he's been coaching for twenty years and he's he's coached some pretty good pretty good guys. Yeah but I mean that's that's really just Kisper Tilly's not stopping the traffic cone. He is a liability on D. He is nothing. He is bad. Yeah, he, he can't move. Okay, but are you gonna? Really, yeah, but he's gonna guard a guy that's also gonna be a four that's gonna play mostly in the paint because most stretch fours that are his height and his size can't stretch the floor like he can. So like he's not gonna have to worry about necessarily guys taking him off the dribble all that much i i just saw their they had some tough times guarding guarding teams that could byu lit them up they almost they almost put a hundred they had a tough time with with sam fran who runs a pretty good offense system with good not great guys yeah no they definitely did they definitely did have Tough times. It's just their offense is just tough to. Yeah, no, I tough agree. To go I mean, I've done my championship. Yeah, no. I mean, I think they're a great team. Yeah, Brooks, and they definitely had holes that needed to be fixed. Well, <laughs> you, you knew where this was like, going this when is... we started this segment, but uh, my pick mm-hmm. and Dick Vitale's pick. Nicely. That actually were, should almost like were not. ACC <laughs> regular season and tournament champion. Florida State Seminoles. Well, not really tournament. I'm not crowning uh, a tar- tournament team that, like, game that never happened. Tournament champions. Tournament champions. Uh, 26 and 5 in the regular season. Nice. Uh, fourth in the AP poll. So while you guys are sitting here dismissing them, top four team in the country. Gives you a chance in March. <laughs> Second in points per game. So they can score. They keep their the other team off the scoreboard defensively with their nice three-quarter press. It's, it's, it's really a thing of beauty. Uh, mm-hmm. Fourth and opponent points per game, so they're keeping them off the scoreboard. Score more points than the other team, you win the game 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, they were talented. Thank you, thank you for that answer. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Still my job. Giving you the insight you need. What uh, is with the accent right now? <laughs> I, I don't know. It kind of just faded into that. They, Unlike Noel's teams in the past, we were talented enough this year to really take that next step. We had Devin Vassell, who's a projected first-round pick. 
We had pick 28. <laughs> still in the first round, we had Trent Forrest, who's also a projected first-round pick. Pick 29. <laughs> and, pa- and Patrick Williams, who is a projected first-round pick, coming off the bench. Uh, we were undefeated at home at the Donald, J- Donald, L. Tucker- Donald L. Tucker Center. I forgot you'll play a lot of tournament games at home. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's, no, yeah. that's my point. All, all, five, all five of our losses were on the road. Oh, so even more reason you, to not do you, pick them. Do you, play, do you play true road games in the tournament? Oh, uh, yeah. Literally literally oh, never. Literally never. Really? In, where's the Final Four this year? Was it where Florida State plays? No. A, a true road game? Every single game in the NCAA tournament is neutral site. Okay, but you, you just so, said you lose away from home. So. I mean, uh, in true road games, sure. But – you know, we I mean, show. It, it depends on how you guys travel. Because if you guys have a good fan base, then it's a different story. But that's what I'm saying. Final four in Atlanta. Tons of Knowles fans making the short four-hour journey. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, from a depth standpoint, we run 12 deep. That's that's how Leonard does it. You know, he and he know he has everybody buy into their role. When other teams are <laughs> when other teams are getting tired. The Knowles are just chilling. We got our t- we got our guys on the floor, not in a whole lot of foul trouble, not tired because we we rotate guys where other teams can't. Um, we were runner up according to Joe Lenardi's ESPN simulation. Uh, we finished fourth in the AP pool, and we have tournament experience, which is where your guys Kansas lack. And where your uh, the Zags do have pretty good tournament yeah, experience and on that front. On that front. Beyond me. Well, to knock some of your points here, you were knocking the competition of the WCC. The ACC, this might have been one of the worst. The ACC. It, it might have been one of the worst ACCs ever. I've you still still won the ACC. Yeah. You still won. You, okay. you can't. You I'm just saying. Give him credit like, for that. I know. I, he's I am. giving credit, saying, but he's like, just saying the competition also, is one of the worst it's been in the last. And the Duke was remember, not very good. Yeah. North Carolina was made my actual, eyes bleed. Yeah, they were but Crushed North Carolina, by the way. Okay, horrible okay. North Carolina yeah. team. They won five games in conference. The conference of the ACC was down. Your third leading scorer shot thirty-seven percent, averaging ten a game. And the depth thing in terms we, we still score. We the average. You can't you can't sit here and tell me talk about points per game per individual when I just told you the depth that we have. Okay, but in the tournament games yeah, where you don't realize depth depth in the tournament doesn't matter a whole yeah. lot. Sure it does. Really? The Virginia, st- how many guys did they go deep last year? Like seven. seven. Oh, but that—that's how that, that's how Virginia plays. That's how they play the whole year. Okay, but, but you don't. Leonard Hamilton doesn't change the way he he plays because it's the tournament. And, okay, I promise. And you. I'm just saying, he's still running the final deep. four. If you're running your 11th and 12th guys, <laughs> yeah, like you can't tell me they're that good. That well, they're not. The they're not four. playing significant minutes, but they play enough to where it takes the load off the the starting five. But I'm telling you, in playoff type games, depth. Doesn't matter as much. You look at yeah. the NBA depth. Guy teams with great benches never pan out as teams with. In tournament games, you want you want a really good starting five, and you want we one have to, a really good starting five. One to two guys that I'm I'm not two, your, two, I'm not two first rounders in the in. But did you know like, three the, three the first, three first rounders in our top six, which is literally okay. Half yeah, the, okay, yeah, but uh, when you look about NBA draft, almost all of that is based on projection, not, like, what you are at this instant. Yeah. So, at the same time, sure, they can be first rounds. Outside of top ten picks, it's just, oh, this guy's 6'9", yeah. 200 pounds, and has 
40 more pounds to put on and can grow yeah. still two inches. NBA he's 18 drafts years are so old. much projection rather yeah. than what you can still, do now. Still project the first round. I get that, Brooks, but like what they are now is not what GMs think they could be because in that instance, like Cassius Winston would be a top five pick because yeah. he's dominated college basketball for two years. Yeah. And I'm Peyton saying Richard would damn near be number one overall. Yeah, Payton Pritchard is literally the clutchest player yeah. in the league. He makes big I actually really like Payton Pritchard. He's yeah. a very good basketball player. FSU's a, I mean, I would have had them in my Elite Eight, Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not having them in my Final Four. I just don't see a go-to score, which you need in the tournament. You can score all the points you want, but in the tournament games, when games get slower, you need a go-to guy to get buckets. And I just don't think Florida State has that guy, that one singular guy that – or two that you can go take take me take me to the promised land and win this game. They don't have yeah. that guy. I'll tell you that right now. I'll concede that they don't have they don't have one guy they sit there and turn to. But as a team, I, I just I really put a lot of stock into depth, and I really put a lot of stock into the fact that they were second in the nation in scoring points. So I don't think you can sit here and tell me they're not going to score. And they were fourth in points allowed. I just think if they play a team like Virginia, who's the best one of the best defensive teams in the country. That that since they don't have that go-to guy, like all of Virginia's defenders are good. We lost to Virginia on the road. I will concede that. Okay, no, no, but I'm saying in a tournament neutral setting game, their defense is going to be even lifted from what it was in the regular season. Like if you if you if you the face defensive uh, intensity, yes, that you can't say it. Doesn't. Okay, so our defensive intensity goes way up. Okay, it's going to be a forty to forty-two game. Like it's not like and the Noles would win that. Absolutely. Virginia literally can't score. Who, who are your five losses? Who are your five losses? Indiana on the road. Early in the season when, when everybody in Bloomington okay, thought they were going to be hot. I just want okay, to know. So, just so, know. Virginia, Virginia on the road. We Duke, don't need to know the road. We know the Duke losses. on the road at Cameron Indoor, in which we got we got cheated, by the way. Inadvertent whistle at Cameron. I'm not surprised. Uh, the other two would be uh, – Clemson on the road, you know, Little John, Little John Coliseum's real tough. They beat Duke this year. They beat Louisville this year at Little John, and the fifth one, I can't remember who the fifth one was. So, defensive intensity goes up in the tournament. Defensive intensity goes up. So scoring, does the scoring, so defensive scoring, intensity. No, but scoring always tends to generally go down in the tournament. But they still were second in the. They scored seventy four points a game. Here, I'm just if if I if you went and looked back at say the last three to five championship teams, you guys aren't you guys aren't that. I'll tell you right now, you guys are not that. You're not being Virginia. Three to five. Yeah. What, what year did Connecticut win when they were the eight seed? 2014. No, because yeah, go is yeah. Okay. You, you can have fluke years, and Florida State's not even a I fluky mean, they team. Also, they're they're a, also, they they're a two seed. Who was well, one? That was Shabazz. Like, that was Shabazz Napier. Kemba oh, Walker is twenty eleven. Well, oh. Yeah, yeah. Shabazz he's better Napier. than your best guy. It's a it's he a team game. It's is. a team basketball. In the game. NCAA tournament is almost always on your top three guys. Can you carry me and score points? The game is so much slower and so much more half court that I don't it, care about it's, your It's not know. half court. That's not on the Knowles play. We in press. The, we play okay, defense. You get, okay, we generate your steals. Argument, your argument. Like, like I'm just gonna bring it to a different. I'm gonna bring it to the NBA playoffs. Why? Where, why would we bring it to the NBA playoffs? Because college Bucks, basketball. No, because, it's winner because, go home. Because it's you, say, you say the Knowles won't change to from being a fat transition team. Yeah. 
the Bucks were a transition team all year when they got forced into half court, which is what happens in the playoffs. And they, they, gener- they generate scoring. That's what they did all year. No, the, the, <laughs> they scored. Saying, they averaged seventy four points a game. You don't do that by fast we're breaks. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. The, we're saying they're we're really not saying good this team is bad. Yeah. We're just telling you. We're just saying that this team is not a final. They're not a, a champion. They're not a champion. Yeah, they're not a championship caliber team. There's. Not. All right. Well, respectfully, I disagree. Yeah. Okay. And we're, I guess we're just going to have to leave it at that. Yeah. To follow up last week's entertainment portion, we're going to check in with Brooks to see if he actually followed through and gave All-American another shot. So, Brooks, did you spend this week to watch All-American? <laughs> so I did. And unfortunately, I did not get all the way through the whole – the up to whatever – See, through the second season, um, I'm like halfway through the first. I think I was, I think I stopped on episode nine of sixteen, which is just over halfway. Uh, my first thought is, what kind of name is Asher? That's <laughs> ridiculous. That's, ridic- that, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's your knock. Yeah, that's that, it, no. It sounds like so the ridiculous. Walmart version of like one of Santa's reindeer. It's exactly <laughs> where my mind went. I was like, Asher, I've heard that name before. Uh, so honestly, an absolutely atrocious name. However, despite my my uh, hatred of the name, I think he is my favorite character so far. I mean, I'm nine episodes in. Uh, unfortunately, he starts he starts drinking at prom, and I you know I don't condone that. Yeah, Asher has a lot drink, of drinking at school events. I thought Asher was horrible. <laughs> I thought he was okay. Um, other than that. Uh, Spencer's dad is apparently the linebacker coach at uh, Eastern Nevada. And in the eighth episode or something, they play UCLA, which I thought was kind of funny because there's no Eastern Nevada in the FBS or FCS. Uh, and it's a weeknight. So UCLA is not going to play them, any, anybody on a weeknight. So that was They don't play games on Thursday night, Brooks. They're not going to play against a non-conference opponent. They might. Let, uh, let alone a cupcake. You are nitpicking. Like, it's yeah, a fictional so bad. That's, that's you, really, you said it was because the acting was bad. You're nitpicking that. Okay, yeah, they did. The, the, act, the, acting, the, acting, <laughs> the acting improved. Like, okay. It, it, I, I, it improved. I, it was always that good. That's it, so bad. I actually, it's a good show. Thank you. It's a good show. I'm glad, um, I'm glad you changed. Any other thoughts on my, it? Uh, my favorite line in the show so far <laughs> is, you're really living the OJ life now, which was said by uh, uh, Willie Baker, who is Coach Billy Baker's dad. I thought that was really wow. funny because Coach Billy Baker, yeah. is, uh, his wife is white. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I actually <laughs> – yeah, so he's he, – and it, it's funny because it comes in a really point, a point of like tension because they're in like uh, – they're at they through a party for Spencer, who's the main character. And it comes at like this part of tension during the party, and I had to like pause it because I started laughing. <laughs> so, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, are you going to continue? Yes, yeah, so I am going, going to continue, continue watching, watching it. So we'll check in next week again and, and check see, in. Yeah, okay. And see how you like season two. We, we could have that as a running thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Just see how Brooks likes All American, even though he's a little bit behind the curve. <laughs> so, so you're two knocks. Where a guy's name, which is just absurd to me, that you. Well, I just think it, I just think it's a, an absurd name. Character. Yeah, his favorite character's name is not. I, not it's a stupid name. <laughs> it's a dumb name. And what was the other one? A fictional yeah. school is playing yeah. UCLA. On I mean, it's really, it's really not hard. They could have literally picked any other school. 
like a well, real like, school, maybe. I mean, I feel like they would have to talk to that school. And then do it. If you want to be a big-time show, go be a big-time show. They were. They were, like, number one on Netflix. Yeah. Because no one actually puts that much thought into a <laughs> fictional show that – Well, I do. I would like my shows to be accurate. Southeastern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll be in for a treat, though. In season two – Chip Kelly does make an appearance. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that so you're talking about a show knocking it for not being more professional, better quality. They do Chip bring Kelly Chip makes Kelly. It. That's my guy. So bro. that that's what you got. I've been to UCLA's to. campus. I, I he's got that program going in the right direction. I got a UCLA football shirt just for that reason. For when they're good, I'm just gonna break that out. Wear it all the time. Okay, I like it. Okay, big Chip now, Kelly guy. Now let's now, transition. Uh, let's transition to. I'm sure – I think all three of us watched it, and many of you guys have watched it. But the ESPN horse challenge that was on, I think, Friday or Saturday, what are you guys' thoughts on it? This might be the biggest flop in – this might be one of the worst ideas ESPN as a team and company has ever had. Out of all the things that they could have done to break quarantine and to provide us with some type of sports – one, why not, like, can we do a dunk contest? People would love a dunk, a virtual or, dunk contest. Or what, I'll just take it even simpler. Let's just have HD cameras. <laughs> Send the eight players just a good camera to film on. It was like I was filming it on my iPod that had poor, Three. that had one bar of Wi-Fi yeah. and I couldn't get cell service <laughs> to show a clear photo. Yeah, it was laggy. It was the quality. Like, I couldn't understand story. anybody who was saying anything. Some of these people are shooting on janky yeah. old school <laughs> garbage hoops. I, I saw Trey Young. Trey Young had to shoot a corner three from the grass on a downhill <laughs> slope. And yeah, Chauncey Billups was playing in a sport court that he built full court. And Trey Young was battling the wind. Like You got to embrace the elements, man. You really do. This was. <laughs> I just thought it was a big flop, and I thought Trey Young threw the game. All I why, know why is, is that? Why is all that? I know is he was up H O R to nothing, and he's one of the best. Uh, out of five letters, yes, out of five, he was up three to zero, and he's one of the best scorers in the NBA. You, you can't tell me that when Chauncey Billups goes, okay, <laughs> retired Chauncey yeah, Billups retired. for how many years? How many years? <laughs> Probably. Five, six, yeah. NBA. He's analysts. been away for a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Chauncey goes, all right. One dribble, right foot, one foot three. You're telling me Trey Young bricks that shot? Like when he's made the, the last six <laughs> shots, even when Chauncey keeps battling him, and then the next shot, top of the three, banked in three. You're telling me Trey Young doesn't know how to bank in a three and he, and he misses two feet right <laughs> off the side of the rim? That's just not happening. Yeah, it's it was, it was a poor idea. They could have gone with a lot better – options and two why are they bringing chauncey bilch and paul pierce no one wants to watch analysts i, I didn't i didn't league. recognize paul pierce i really did not well, no, the, 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 biggest NBA. The, the paul pierce <laughs> versus zach levine was actually absurd because zach levine there's rules that it was no dunk like you couldn't dunk zach levine was having him do like reverse like double reverse layups like <laughs> go to yeah. one arm and then back to the other and paul pierce half the time 
was literally just throwing it off the bottom <laughs> of the rim because he couldn't jump. Yeah, I mean, it was and like so Zach Levine could have done it with a dunk, and it was just like because he couldn't dunk in quotes, he just did a layup version of it. Yeah, and Paul Pierce was like literally would give up trying before he even jumped. He's like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, I physically like, – Nice brag, Zach. You're 23 yeah. and I'm 38. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't care. Like, nice. You can, you can do a jelly layup. I'm I think it, it it says a lot that also NBA players were not a fan. J.J. Redick tweeted out during it. Many guys. I mean, J.J. Redick said, this was one of the biggest flops I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I had it on for five minutes and I had to turn it off. I feel like that was the majority of the world. I, I think that was yeah. like everybody. Yeah. Like I want to see the ratings. I want to get the ratings. Like, it, and, and what's embarrassing for the from the NBA and ESPN side of it is how much did they amp that up? Right. How, how how much money did they spend trying to promote the heck out of this? And then it comes out and I I'd rather watch. Like, well, like personally, I'd rather watch professional chess on television. Well, no, personally though, like when you go to like when they have cameras and like Warriors practices and like KD and Steph are going back to back and forth like playing a game of pig and like shooting from the logo and stuff. Yeah, like that's actually like really fun to watch when it's like HD, like hard shots, like well, they're going in real gym. Yeah, in a real gym, <laughs> and this was just like you couldn't even go to like a high school near them and like. Rent out the gym. You're ESPN. You're like, the NBA. Yeah, you are professional not, basketball. We're players. not on a budget with iPhones and backyard courts. <laughs> they decided to put on this instead of an MMA fight. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's that's yeah. absurd. They decided to put on a horse challenge with. Forty-one-year-old Paul Pierce. I think we got to. We could have got more creative with the shots too. The one Quigley girl who plays for the WNBA. The two shots she made were free throws. Okay, I can step up and make a free throw. Well, it's the it's like, a free throw though. Like in a game of horse, come on. Yeah, like in a game of horse on television, do like you. You're a professional basketball player. What did you want to do? Do you see where she was shooting? You can't shoot like a far shot. You're probably shooting over a tree in the middle of her front yard. Uh, like you should not on a in her driveway. That was horrid. There's probably potholes. <laughs> it was just yeah. a horrible idea. They should have done a dunk four, contest or a three yeah. point. They could have done a three point on people with yeah. real courts. There's enough guys. In the it was NBA just a courts. flop of an event by ESPN, and I just really hope that we can get this 25-day plan from the NBA going quick so we can get real basketball, real baseball back. But who knows? We'll see. Maybe next week we'll have more to more to report on on, on that subject. There's only, You can only go up from here. Yes. That's yeah. Very true. yeah. The bar yeah. It's been rock bottom. Is that, is that a marketing scheme by, by ESPN and the NBA? Here's something horrible. <laughs> Everything else has got to be way better. Not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it was hard to watch in quarantine when I've been watching TV for eight hours a day. Like it was hard to sit and watch it. And there's it was, it was to watch. It was such an easy con. Like there's yes. so many, it was so easy because people want something new and you just totally failed. Yeah. Just an overall flop. Yeah. It was a top five time waster for me. Yeah. Agreed. Well guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of uh, world 360 podcast. Uh, be sure to follow the Twitter account, as we said earlier, at uh, World360Pod uh, on Twitter um, for updates uh, from the podcast. Uh, see you next week. Have a great weekend. And remember to uh, social distance and follow all the uh, protocols.